Jesus Christ lived a perfect life for more than three decades, setting the example for true Christians to follow. Learn why you need to study Christ in print. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. I often uh, make the statement that the Bible is Christ in print, but is that really true? I think many people don't believe that, but can you prove it? Does it say that in your Bible uh, in so many words? Well, I think we need to look at that today. The uh, Bible is the most popular book ever in this world. And in the last 200 years, we've sold uh, something like, well, over 2.5 billion copies of that book. And uh, it's been translated into 300 languages. And yet, if you look at this world and the people in it, you'll have to say that that book is still shrouded in mystery. It's a mystery to man. Why is that? It tells you why we were born and uh, where we're headed and uh, tells you all about God's master plan that He's working out uh, through His holy days. It tells you exactly what God is doing with man and why everything is the way it is right now. You can see that in your Bible, but uh, where are we headed? You can see this free fall into oblivion if you look closely at what's happening in this world. Does that uh, figure into God's plan? It certainly does, and it was prophesied in your Bible, in the New Testament. Mr. Armstrong, Herbert Armstrong, used to make the statement that the Bible is the Maker's instruction book. It shows man how to have real peace and how to have happiness and just unbelievable success in his life if they'll only believe God and believe that Bible and believe that Word. The cause of all of the world's problems and the the understanding of human nature, which men don't understand today, but God makes it very clear in the Bible. And He says in Jeremiah 17 and verse 9 that the human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That's what He says about it, and of course tells us all about the bloody history of man as a result of that evil heart. That desperately wicked heart. Notice John 5 and verse 38. Is the Bible Christ in print? Verse 38, And you have not His Word abiding in you. His Word, or the Bible. For whom He has sent, Him you believe not. Search the Scriptures, verse 39, Search the Scriptures, or the Bible, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of Me." Now, you need to think about that because these Scriptures, this Bible, testifies of Christ. It's about Christ in print. And God sent Him to do His work, God the Father, on this earth. And He said, Now you, you search the Scriptures, they testify of Me. That's what it's about. Christ in print. Do you re really believe that?
Do I believe it? Well, I, I certainly have proven that over many years, I do believe. But the Bible is Christ in print. That means the Old Testament and the New Testament, and you can certainly prove that to yourself. But you have to search the Scriptures. How many people go around searching the Scriptures and trying to find out what God would have them do? That's what we have to do. We have something to do. But again, you see, those Scriptures are Christ in print. What is a true Christian? Well, it is supposed to be, a, a, it is, a true Christian is one who follows Christ. That's why we're called Christians. But many people don't heed the Word of God. Many Christians don't. Notice John 14 and verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That is through the Bible. You're not going to get through to the Father. You're not going to be in the kingdom of God unless you go to Christ. And that's in the Bible. He's not here where you can see him visibly. But he certainly is the head of his church. And he is here on this earth. And he promised that he would build his church and the gates of hell would never prevail against it and never die. I am the way, he says. That's the only way to enter into the kingdom. Follow the way, the truth. Men talk about seeking the truth. But what is the truth? Well, the Bible tells us very clearly. It's not uh, at all confusing. But you think about what he says that no man can, can uh, come unto the Father except by me. Now, that's, of course, going to the Bible, which is Christ in print. But it says in Matthew 4 and verse 4 that uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word. Now, how about that? Well, it must be Christ in print if we're supposed to obey every word. And that means the Old Testament and the New Testament. And you can prove that in a multitude of ways. You really can. Now, if you look at Matthew 4 and verse 4, that's a quote from Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3 in the Old Testament. God tells us we, we have to live by every word. Who does that? <laughs> Who really strives to do that? Now, we all sin. We're all sinners. And we fall, uh, falter from time to time. But we have to quickly pick ourselves up and go on and correct the problem, and then everything is okay. But we can't live in those, uh, in those uh, evil ways or sins, or God will not work with us. Notice it says in John 17, verse 17, Sanctify them through your truth. The Word is truth. Everybody seems to be seeking the truth, but this is the truth. Men don't know what the truth is. Nobody knows what the truth is unless they go to God. They just don't know. And he says, I'll sanctify them. I'll set them apart for my work and, and getting my message out if they teach the truth, if they believe the truth, which is your Bible. 
Christ in print. Christ set us a perfect example, 1 Peter 2 and verse 21, and He says, Now we have to follow that example. And that's going to make just a very, very profound changes in our lives. Notice Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, Here God, who at sundry times and in different manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. So God was always there speaking to Israel, and He wanted them to live by the Word and set an example for the world and show the world how to obey God and how He would bless us. So today, He gives us His Holy Spirit and speaks through the Bible. In the, and, and we understand it spiritually. Anciently, in the Old Testament, they didn't have God's Holy Spirit, and they didn't understand the Bible spiritually, but they did on a certain carnal level. God has to reveal this to us, but notice it says in verse 2, God, who has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. He made the worlds. He created everything. And He is here today speaking, speaking to us. He says, if, you see, we will listen to Him, if we will listen to Him. But did you know that this world basically just disregards and spurns the Word of God? That's just a way of life of most people. And yet here's the heir of the universe, and He's going to actually let us rule over that universe with Him, and especially those that are doing His work today and getting His message out today, those first fruits are going to be sitting on the throne of David with Him and taking this message and this way of life out into the universe after it has been given to this world in the millennium, that 1,000-year period. It just goes on and on forever, but God speaks to us. Imagine that. This great God that created all these worlds and man and his mind and all of that, He speaks to us. What precious value that, uh, that should be. It's just precious. God speaks through the Bible. And it really inspires us to understand through the Holy Spirit. Now, we have a correspondence course, Lesson 15, that we'll send to you, and it'll explain all this to you. And I hope you'll, you'll order it and get it, because I'll tell you, the, uh, there's nothing like uh, this correspondence course. And uh, if you want to really understand your Bible, we have a 36-lesson Bible correspondence course that will explain the Bible, and if you follow what that Bible says and taught in that correspondence course, you won't be deceived, I'll tell you that. You will not be deceived. But it says in John 3 and verse 29, it talks about the bride and the bridegroom, where the people called out today are likened to Christ's bride. He's the bridegroom, and these people are going to share His throne with Him just like He shared the Father's throne. We're going to, he's going to share that throne with us and, and give us the opportunity to teach this world and take this 
wonderful way of life out into the universe forever. And this is what it's all about for man. And these are the first fruits. His wife has made herself ready, it says in Revelation 19 and verse 7. She, we have to get ready. People have to get ready. But look what Christ gives us, the greatest possible reward He'll ever give to mankind if we get the message out today. He wants to see what we'll do today, and those, that little flock that He uses to get His work done. And John says, Rejoice greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Rejoice, not just rejoice, rejoice greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. John was pretty close to being put to death, and he was rejoicing greatly, if you can believe that. And it's true, because he knew after he was, would be killed that the next instant is of his life he would be in God's kingdom, and he would be sharing the throne of David with Jesus Christ. But that voice comes from beyond the stars. And it, Jesus Christ was used by the Father to create mankind. And He is, gave His blood for all mankind, and that makes it possible for Him to die for our sins, because He's greater than all His, His creation. And He can pay the price for their sins. But let me tell you, uh, even though they sacrificed goats and sheep in the Old Testament, no goat blood is going to pay for your sins. It takes the blood of, a, of God Himself in the flesh to pay for those sins. And that's what He has done. So they're, we're getting ready for that marriage, of course. And this is a just precious truth. I want to read to you Isaiah 46 and verse 9 and 10. It says here, that uh, remember the former things of old, for I am God. I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Let me tell you, that is a, that is a prophecy. And uh, the prophet Isaiah was making some strong statements there. He was quoting God, I am God, and there's none else. I am God, and there's none like me. Now, you can prove that. We, we can't guess about that. There's nobody like God. Nobody. Now, if the uh, correspondence course I want to give you is Lesson 15, and you can ask for that, the Book of Books, the Holy Bible. But also, you do need God's Holy Spirit to understand, and that's in Lesson 11. Then there's a Lesson 16, is prophecy is the proof of God. Now, you can order all three of them if you want them. Just ask for the correspondence courses, and we'll send all three of them to you. But you can request the three. You don't have to give us the titles. But you need all three of those, and I tell you, you will be moved and stirred by those precious lessons. They're, they're just there's nothing to compare with them. And you can see what uh, uh, 
what it means to get to know God if you don't know Him. And I think the, this, there is just nothing like this correspondence course, and I hope those, if you would order those three, or even the one about the Bible, Lesson 15, just that one, that you'd see the value of this correspondence course and how it can really get you to know God as you've never known Him before. And it'll keep you from being deceived by this world. In Exodus 3 and verse 14, it was Melchizedek, but he became Jesus Christ. He was the God of the Old Testament. He says, I am that I am. I'm the I am. I am has sent me. In other words, that means he will do what he wills to do when and where he wants to. If he's not held back and belittled and dismissed by the Satan, the devil, the day he he takes care of Satan anytime he wants to. I am. I, I am. I, I'll do according to my will, and nobody will stop me because I'm here to do the Father's will. There's nobody that can stop me. And you can see, and I'll just paraphrase some of these, John 1 and verse 29 says, Behold the Lamb of God. And then verse 36, it repeats that, Behold the Lamb of God. Well, the Lamb of God. Well, what does that mean? Well, there was a lamb sacrificed at Passover in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. But now, in the New Testament, spiritually, the lamb, that lamb anciently was only a type of Jesus Christ sacrificing Himself for us. The Lamb, capital L. Behold the Lamb of God. He came to this earth to build His church. That was one of the reasons He, do, he, he wanted to build His church and show them all of these precious truths spiritually. Now, what a, what a wonderful blessing that is if we just take advantage of it. Verse 41, when He, he appeared there, there were some disciples and, that said, We found the Messiah! That was the greatest event ever to occur to that point. This, was, this is the prophesied Messiah. But yet, as we know, well, they killed Him. And we killed Him. We all killed Him with our sins. He paid for our sins. Now, that is Jesus Christ in print. All of this is. Only our Creator, you see, could pay that, that penalty. And uh, what is a true Christian? Well, it's one that follows Christ. Notice 2 Timothy 3, verses 15 and 16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All Scripture. Well, where, what is all Scripture? Well, it's the Old Testament and the New Testament, but you need to prove that. And we offer that proof to you in the correspondence course in abundance. But if you look at the where it talks about inspiration, it means God breathed. This, this, this Word of God, this, this Bible is God breathed. Came right out of God's mouth. The entire Bible, every word of it, now, there are a few mistakes there, but you can quickly uh, detect them if you really are studying and searching the Scriptures, because the uh, errors are easy to detect. 
And, and we'll certainly give you literature that will prove any of that to you. The New Testament refers to the Old Testament about 250 times. But just imagine how authoritative this book is if it's God breathed. How many people think that all these scriptures and all this Word of God, Old Testament, New Testament, is God breathed? Many Christians don't even believe in the Old Testament, but it's God breathed. All scriptures, according to Paul and Timothy, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, or it's God breathed. That's what it means. What a powerful book it is. Jesus Christ talked about Moses. He said, Well, look, if you don't believe his writings, you don't believe mine. And he talked about Sodom and Gomorrah. And he, Christ in the New Testament talked about Adam and Eve and the, the flood. Oh, he talked about all of that. The New Testament is about 25% quoted from the Old Testament. Jesus Christ is validating these. Uh, these scriptures in the Old Testament and saying, well, he talked just about them routinely. He believed in the Old Testament. And you, I mean, you can just see continually he was quoting it. When he said uh, that we're to live by every word of God, that was a quote from Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3. Every word he said. Well, this, is, this is wonderful, wonderful truth. And Paul talked about uh, how these examples were written for our admonition. In 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, you can read that later. But uh, here we're in the final throes of this uh, civilization of man, and we need these examples. We need to follow them. Christ said in John 10 that we will, that His sheep hear His voice. Hear His voice. They know His voice, it says in verse 4. They know His voice, and Christ said, I'm the door. I'm it. I'm the door. There's only one door, and it's right here in your Bible, the Old and the New Testament. And uh, verse 10, He says, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Look at 1 Peter 2 and verse 21. He said, I'm leaving you an example. Christ says, I'm leaving you an example. Well, where is He leaving that example? In the Bible. But we have to see that it is Christ in print, and this, if this is Christ talking, the Creator of the worlds, and the Creator of man, and the Creator of the mind of man, then we need to take heed, don't we? Surely we all can agree on that. But I'm sure we won't <laughs> all agree on that, but we should. If it's right out of the Word, well, if you've proven it's God's Word, well, that's, that's all you need. It says in Isaiah 40 and verse 8, The Word of our God shall stand forever, forever. This is an unbreakable promise that God makes to us. It's going to stand forever. If you want to get something that's really going to last and you can trust, well, this is it. This is what you need to be following and be aware of, every word of this. Now, how many people, honestly, how many people do you know that really strive to live by every word that is proclaimed from the mouth of God? 
this God-breathed message. How many people do you know that strive to do that? Well, you see, we only have a little flock today. That's the reason most people don't. But oh, how it will bring blessings into your life that are just in many ways indescribable to you at this point. But oh, how much better it gets as you go along. Verse 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but My words shall not pass away. His, His words are not going to pass away. Why? Well, because this Bible is Christ in print, and this Word, this Bible, this Christ in print is going to stand for always. It's never going to go away. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life for more than three decades, setting the example for true Christians to follow. Learn why you need to study Christ in print. The world around you is founded on the false premise of evolution. Even most religious people struggle to prove God's existence and the authority of the Holy Bible. Request our free booklet, The Proof of the Bible, to understand how to build the right foundation in your life. You can prove beyond any doubt that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Your Bible taunts the critics, daring them to prove even one sentence wrong. It is an impossible task. Discover the single greatest proof of the Bible prophecy. No other religious text comes close to foretelling the future in hundreds of specific prophecies. Examining the prophecies that have already come true will increase your faith in the prophecies yet to be fulfilled. You can stake your life on God's unbreakable promises. Also, request three free lessons of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. Lesson 15 is about the Book of Books, the Holy Bible. Understand how every word of both testaments is still relevant today. Discover numerous proofs of the Bible. Learn how to study your Bible to reap the most effective results. Lessons 11 and 16 are about the Holy Spirit and prophecy. You can't truly understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit. You need to know how to obtain and use the power of God. Prophecy is the number one proof of the Bible. Study and marvel at some bold biblical prophecies. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Proof of the Bible and three correspondence course lessons. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Proof of the Bible and three correspondence course lessons. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.